This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. The TMZ of Metal is on fire this week over the hot beef between Machine Gun Kelly and Corey Taylor. People are saying it's the saddest beef since Vince Neil versus the aging process. There are no winners. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. The metal blogs are the winners, baby. We got all the traffic. Thank you, MGK. Thank you, Corey Taylor. And thank you, avid listener, for tuning in to another wonderful edition of the Metal Injection Livecast. It's Rob here with Sid. Hello. Noah. Hi. And 3D Dangerous Darren Delgado. Greetings. And uh, it is a pleasure to be with you here. We are live every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern-ish. To about 7.30 p.m. Eastern-ish. If you're listening live, you can always give us a call. 213-WIDE-NUT. That's 213-943-3688. And if you're not listening live and we say something and you want to contribute, you can always send us some hate mail at hatemail at metalinjection.net. And uh, Chucky B brought it up. <laughs> the job of the show. I'm very excited about this. Uh, I am excited. Well, I'm very excited. excited about your cutoff sleeves, Rob. Mm, Let's right. talk that's about the, it. It's for the video people. I'm feeling feeling it. This was at the top of my shirt pile, and I'm like, yeah. What's to the bring top? Out the guns for the live cast. <laughs> the top for the top. This is why. This is why you need to subscribe to our Patreon. You get the the video version of the of the show, and uh, you get to see me flex my guns. Mm-hmm. You can do that at patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. Five bucks a month gets you access to the video versions of the show and two bonus episodes a month. And uh, this month at the top of the month, what do we do at the top of the month? We watched, oh, Out for Justice, right? Yeah. Steven Seagal. And uh, it was an amazing abs- movie, by the way. Great early 90s <laughs> action good. movie. And I think we had a great time adding our layer of commentary to it. You could basically put it on, hang out with us watching the movie. And uh, also uh, for our mid-month episode, we uploaded our Zoom hang. We had a Zoom hang for our patrons and some Discord users. And it was really, really fun. It was a show and tell where everyone kind of brought a video clip to show and we all kind of talked about it. So you can watch that as well. And um, I'm really excited for what we have coming up on the Patreon at the top of the month. But I'll tell you about that next week. I don't want to. Oh, are we are we sharing that? I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Are we sharing the Zoom hang? Yeah, that was it's posted been shared. as the mid-month episode for the Patreon. I did. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I was in the dark. That's fantastic. I wasn't yeah. sure if we just did it and that was the end of it. That's great that it's yeah. posted. That was so funny. Yeah, it was so was good. Really good time. Let's uh, get to this hot beef. Mm. <laughs> the hot beef of oh, the yeah. week. <laughs> I'm hungry. Uh, so Rob finally uh, got to be the TMZ of metal, like for real, for real. With oh, this. finally, yeah. finally. It's like it's been so long. <laughs> Uh, so this past weekend in Chicago was Riot Fest, uh, the long awaited Riot Fest. And I believe former fifth Mike Sean Grezins, he was actually at Riot Fest. I Did you reach out to him for comment on this hot beef? <laughs> I'm doubting he went and saw MGK and experienced this live. He was probably at Slipknot, I'm guessing. So I Sean, don't know. Who Sean- is MGK for oh. the future listeners? Sorry, Darren. That's okay. Uh, uh, well, for the Slipknot future is- listeners, when he no longer has a career and this needs to be explained. <laughs> uh, MGK is Machine Gun Kelly. He used to be a uh, rapper. 
a hip hopper. I really hate that term. That it sounds so condescending. But you you want to embrace being TMZ of metal. That is what yeah. TMZ would say about a rapper. Uh, and I, I guess I'm not sure the full timeline of events, but how I've seen it explained to me is essentially he started shit with Eminem, and they had like a rap battle that was incredibly one-sided and Eminem destroyed him. <laughs> and then he kind of stopped doing rap after that. And so wow, that's really what happened. I, I'm not sure I if that's no like, idea. I think that, that might just be how like, you know, people, that's what Eminem says happened. <laughs> was it an in-person rap battle? Is there footage of this rap battle? No, no. It was just like, like, singles back and forth on radio oh okay just like at a party but it wasn't like that scene from eight mile when they're like at a club no 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 but from what i I mean like look mgk is basically a pop star he's not like a real rapper so it was incredibly one-sided you know uh and so then i guess he got into acting he was in that motley crew movie he played tommy lee uh which by the way we did a watch along on our patreon of that as well yep and I guess maybe he was liking the rock attention and he was just exploring his rock side. So he just put out uh, last summer in 2020, a wildly successful pop punk album. It was produced by Travis Barker of Blink-182 fame, the drummer who is currently dating Courtney Kardashian. Uh, and so, yeah, he put out this pop punk album. And then I guess Corey Taylor uh, in an interview a few months ago, back in February, kind of threw some shade at uh, February is not just a few months ago. I didn't realize this was that long ago. February's like this is some years. aged beef. Mm, that's <laughs> kind. I want before uh, you even say what happened, I just want to briefly say what my journey is with MGK, because I had never heard of him that we're going back years, a few years ago when he was still a rapper, right? The very first time I heard of Machine Gun Kelly was he was on a WWE (laughs) pay-per-view and he was rapping the theme song. And I never like, who the fuck is this jerk off that they got to? He's terrible. He's like, he's like K-Fed, right? Basically. Mm -hmm. And then they had Kevin Owens come out and he just powerbombed him through a table. (laughs) I was like, the whole crowd cheered. Yeah, whole crowd cheered. And I process this as oh they found some local rapper to take a bump like he's just some dumb jerk off and i had no idea that this was like allegedly a legit rapper that the label was sending to wwe to promote his shit never thought of him again except once in a while thinking back to what an awesome power bomb that was <laughs> look up one day and this guy's like mega famous like how did this happen i it's like you know when you go to get some kind of medical procedure, like when I had my colonoscopy and mm-hmm. they give you Demerol, you go out, you're up and like eight hours passed. That's how I, that's my arc of uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I lay <laughs> down, I look up one second later, this guy is like Justin Bieber and I have no yeah. experience of how it happened in any way. Sorry, so, Rob, I just yeah. want to- Just to explain, he's publicist. like a lanky, skinny, blonde guy. Is that so, him behind you there in your Well, is he talented? I mean, I, I guess like when it comes to his like pop punk, it is what it is. But was he a talented rapper? Did he have any no, kind of he's popular? Clout? He's awful. Rapper. I, will say, I, li- I listened to the album. Well, you listen to the rock album. Have you listened the to the hip hop? No, I, I never really liked this. See, I never I've I, never I even he heard any of his hip hop. He had some. He must have had like a few singles, but now, can I, it's now, very much pop rap. It's not like, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like it's Juice like those, World? 
I don't even. I don't even. Rob Juice World's dead. He's an emo rapper. He was an emo rapper. Now I know Rob. I respect your musical uh, knowledge greatly, and I, I respect your opinion. But when I want to know about punk or pop punk, I want to know what Sid thinks. Sid, is he a good punk pop punk artist? I mean, if it's like a dude did a Avril Lavigne covers album, basically. Yeah. So I listened to the album. Wait, well, wait, is it competent in what he's trying to do? Yes. I mean, sure. But he's got a lot of money to make sure that it's competent. He's got Travis. Very much. Exactly. I I detest Travis Barker and Blink-182, but it's a mode of pop punk that sells and is professional. Mm -hmm. So he hired Travis Barker to make it sound like that. Makes sense. Exactly. So. It's exactly. Yeah. There's half of the album essentially sounds like a Blink-182 record. And I'm not saying that as an insult or anything. It's just that's the sound. And it is sure what that's it is. exactly the, the sound that, that he was going for. Yeah. The most listened to track on the album is not a punk song. It's essentially a pop song, like a pop hip hop song. The second and third most listened to are very much punk songs. So it kind of goes back to what I was saying a few weeks ago. Uh, on the show about how rock needs Wait, uh, mainstream attention. Do you remember relevant. what you said a couple of weeks ago? Yes, because I say this all the time. Yeah, it's <laughs> and true. So, uh, and so, like, in terms of that, and like, it's exactly what I wanted. It's like, here's this guy who the mainstream press very much write about. He's an, an influencer. He's dating freaking Megan Fox. Like, they care about their relationship more than they care about his art you know uh but the thing is he's getting in front of new kids and new kids are getting into rock music like through him like i'm sure even if it's even if it's 10 percent, you know if like 10 percent of the people go and then they find blink 182 and then they go and look and see what bands influence blink 182 and get into like you know bad religion and and other punk bands and hardcore bands like no effects or whatever, and then go further down the rabbit hole. I think it's worth it. And I think it's very important to have artists like that. So I don't want to dismiss MGK, uh, but I will say I, I would not. I, I, I've only given it one listen, so I can't write it off completely, but it didn't initially grab me as something that I would want to listen to again. No, of course not. So, but anyway, so Corey Taylor, back to the drama, back to the beef. Yes. Okay, February 2021. Uh, so February 2021, he said some shit. Uh, I, I guess I'll just read the whole quote. I look at some of these bands that sound like this or sound like that or sound like the other guy. And <laughs> it's just like, I mean, this is a, the transcription here, you know, so it doesn't sound as bad when the guy's just saying it. Yeah. Yeah. They obviously listen to two albums that have been out for a minute, but the ones that really frustrate me are the ones that take something that's been around forever and they just basically rework it and call it new, even though it's completely derivative. You know the band they're ripping off. They're not even trying to rip off a bunch of bands. They're ripping off one band. I guess this is kind of like a Greta Van Fleet shade because they sound essentially like a Led Zeppelin cover band. Do they say uh, it's new? I mean, that's like he's kind of implying that they're yeah, I mean, being they're, this, they're stealing it, but maybe they're I mean, just- I think he just means that they're claiming to be an original band and not a cover band. I see. Just that in and of itself is like the crime. Right. Uh, So he continues, uh, you know, they're not even trying to rip off a bunch of bands. They're ripping off one band, but the younger generation picks them up and says, 
this is our blah, 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 because they're tired of old people telling them the music that came before them was better. And I don't know who's right, but I know both are wrong because we should be encouraging everything. Uh, he said, I hate all new rock for the most part. I hate artists who failed in one genre and decided to go to rock. And I think he knows who he is. So that's the, the slight. I feel like we talked Machine about Gun that Kelly. quote when it first came out before yeah. MGK responded. Mm -hmm. uh he is he is uh, self-aware he says i'm just as bad i'm the worst old fogey dude shaking his cane ever and i hate everything i hate all new rock i hate artists who okay uh, and i think you know but that's i'm the worst i hate everything and people are used to that with me though but i have also encouraged the younger generation to think past the boundaries of what we listen to do something that feels fresh it may not have to sound fresh but it's got to feel fresh if it's seven people are going to treat it as not dead fresh man. it's not like he's yeah. describing a douche I mean, he sort of is, isn't he? <laughs> Mass and Gil Kelly. <laughs> that, that must be a lyric from one of the Eminem diss tracks, right? It may not have to Still sound fresh, but it got to feel fresh. And if it's dead, people are going to treat it as dead, man. When I want an authority on blah, 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 I always go to Corey Taylor. <laughs> I mean, maybe it does feel fresh to MGK. As you know, right? If I haven't seen it. It's new to me. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely feels fresh to those the, his his fan base. He's Columbusing pop punk. That's what he's doing. Yeah, pretty much. So, but I mean, he's not claiming to have invented anything. Discover it. He's discovered it. <laughs> also, I, th I think there should be something uh, to be said that it's not like he got on this rant out of nowhere. He was likely led to like he was asked a leading question. Mm. To, to result in this, you know, I, I think that's something. Damn reporters, <laughs> fucking music yeah. journalists, scumbag. Rob well, mansplaining journalism to us. No, I th I think just when people get mad, like you know, people get mad at artists for offering their opinion on something. Like, who asked you? And it's like, no, actually, someone, someone did. did ask them. That's why they're they're yeah. saying this. I, I I agree. Oh, sorry, Sid. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I agree with that to an extent. Uh, they there are reporters that goad them into it, but you can also be goaded and refuse to take the cheese out of the mousetrap yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. He was looking for an excuse to talk some shit and he talked some shit. <laughs> yes. The thing oh, the, okay. the okay. thing that I feel like MGK isn't getting enough criticism for, it's not that he's ripping off pop punk. He's ripping off Post Malone's entire fucking career path, both from Texas both white, both covered in tattoos, both got into hip-hop. I think MGK is from Cleveland. I just looked it up and it said Houston, where he was oh. born in Houston. Maybe he I ended he up like moving to Ohio, yeah. Um, and then both, like, retroactively tried to, like, reclaim their rock roots. But, like, Post Malone didn't get much shit for that. But MGK is, I guess, because he did it second. I mean, that also Post Malone, Post Malone was in, like, a... Asking Alexandria cover band when he was a kid. So yeah, there you go. Did anyone ever powerbomb Post Malone through a table? <laughs> I think uh, Undertaker Rob? actually came out during a Post Malone concert, but he did not choke slam him or anything. Uh -huh. He just he just did a little appeared. break dancing. Yeah, yeah. As Undertaker won't do. <laughs> as under, uh, so in the chat, uh, while we're doing uh, the show live. Uh, we do put the uh, video stream up on YouTube so you could watch along and chat with us. Voodoo Chaos chimes in with some context for this Eminem beef. He says in an interview, MGK said he wanted to date Eminem's daughter. 
Eminem then mentioned it on a song on his 2018 album. MGK mm. then responded with Rap Devil, a diss track. And then Eminem responded with another diss track called Kill Shot. How old is oh. Eminem's daughter at this point? She's an adult. She's like 21. Oh. She has a, a, I just actually saw her on like Instagram or she has a, a very popular Instagram page. She's got to be more than 21. Wasn't she on the, those first, like his first album came out in like 1997. Oh yeah. You're right. She's like in her mid twenties or something like that. Yeah. But she's, she's, in that's crazy. Um, okay. So back to this feud, let, let, let's get through this. So MGK right. clearly saw this quote and it stuck with him. And then at ride fest in Chicago this weekend, uh, closing the Sunday night, the final night of the show, one stage was MGK. The other stage was Slipknot. They were going on at the exact same time. Shame on you, Riot Fest. I don't Yeah, I don't understand this either. Why? I guess. Uh, well, whatever. why did they book uh, MGK? Other there than haven't been money. shows for over a year. People just forgot how to do their job. <laughs> Seems like it. I, I think also, you know, uh, festivals like to give people choices. Hashtag choices. I guess they figured there wouldn't be much crossover, so it's not like people would have to would be torn well, on who to go see. So I guess this didn't sit well with MGK because a video clip started surfacing, and that's how all of this started rumbling. So let's get to the original source. This is Sid messaged me this, and it was like, I can't wait to talk about this. And this was before <laughs> it became a whole thing because this is such a silly little clip. So here's the clip of MGK. It's basically cell phone footage. From his performance. At Wait, Riot did you Fest. say cell phone or self own? Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, do you see it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Hey, you want to know what I'm really happy that I'm not doing? Being 50 years old, 50 years old, wearing a fucking weird mask on a fucking stage. Fucking shit. So anyway, what's everyone's favorite candy? Reese's Pieces? <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> what I love that the, the little voice affectation. You know what I fucking don't like? Being a 50-fucking-year-old. Ray man. Mysterio's like, what the fuck, man? What did I do to you? He sounds like uh, like Steven Seagal out for justice. <laughs> <laughs> He's out you for that beef. You know what I don't like being 50 years old? You know what I mean? Everybody seen Richie. Everybody seen Corey. So funny because it's totally a complaint that a fifty-year-old would make. Yeah. Right. What can someone explain the Reese's Pieces? Is there like a joke there, or is it just maybe that's the just like leading into the next song? I don't know. Isn't that's not a Slipknot like, That's not a sly Slipknot reference diss or something. I don't think so. He's just not good at segues. Maybe saying like a total non sequitur. Yeah. Yeah. Saying that the, the, the masks look like E.T. and they're going to follow the, the Reese's Pieces around. <laughs> like, You're probably hey. giving him way more credit. Yeah. I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is uh, it just like enough about 50, uh, 50 year olds. Let's do something that's relatable to the 15 year olds in my audience. <laughs> candy. So, you guys like candy, right? <laughs> and and I want to point out most people, man. most people did not put it together. Like people are like, why? Why did MGK randomly call out Slipknot? But you know who put it together? Metal Injection dot net. That's who. Because mm. I remember my gossip. You? How about how about uh, Metal Injection molding? Did they uh, say anything to say about? <laughs> Not actually. <laughs> uh, but uh, so 
They actually did uh, Corey Taylor's molding in his home and said he was a very nice person. They made the casts for the masks that they wear. <laughs> yeah. So I thought this is where the story would end. It's like, okay, great. Like one nice little fun little piece of drama. Wait, did you week. fan the flame of this drama, Rob? I mean, I wasn't the only one. Everyone jumped on the story. <laughs> and that's the thing about this. Okay. MGK is so mainstream that every music blog could write about this. And and look, we're desperate for things to write about. Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. Uh, and this is this got a, a, a humorously absurd amount of traffic. Like, it's absurd what kind of traffic dumb drama gets compared to, like, you know, something that's actually put an article that... that requires effort <laughs> or like good music right. or whatever. Uh, so anyway, this was not where the drama ended because clearly MGK was seeing all these blogs write about it. And I think the kind of consensus was like, what is MGK even starting? Like, you know, why is he picking a fight here? Like, uh, and all this stuff or like, does he know what he's getting into? Why would he bring this up? So MGK, to set the record straight, writes, Corey did a verse for a song on Tickets to My Downfall. That's the name of his new album. Corey did a verse for a song on, on my new album. It was fucking terrible, so I didn't use it. He got mad about it and talked shit to a magazine about the same album he was, always, he was almost on. Y'all stories are all off. Just admit he's bitter. <laughs> so that was his, oh. his addition, which it's like, MGK, thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for continuing this. <laughs> for continuing thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you for your service. Uh, <laughs> and so, now, look, at this point, Corey Taylor hasn't said anything. Corey Taylor uh, has basically removed himself from the internet for the most part. He's not as engaged as he was many years ago when he was providing us with endless tweets, uh, giving us endless traffic on, uh, uh, on topics he chimed in on. But at this point, he felt his name was being dragged through the mud, uh, trying to claim that, you know, he recorded a shitty verse and MGK slighted him. And that's why Corey Taylor was talking all that shit. Uh, so Corey Taylor responds, I don't like people airing private shit like a child. <laughs> so this is all I'll say. I didn't do the track because I don't like when people try to write for me. I said no to them. So without further ado, hashtag receipts. This is all I'm going to say about it. And then he includes uh, two screenshots uh, of two emails back and forth between him and Travis Barker. Oh boy! And so and tra again, Travis Barker, uh, drummer of Blink Me Two, producer of Machine Gun Kelly's pop punk reinvention album. <clears throat> so the first email is from Travis to Corey, and Travis says, "Yo, Corey, we love it. Peep these notes from Kells, which is his God. nickname for Machine Gun Kelly." Can we just say Travis Barker is like fifty-five years old, right? Something like that. Is he? That's no, probably in his forties. I mean, all right. People. He's just like so Hollywood. I don't know. I feel like LA. He's forty-five. He's okay. very LA, of course. So forty-five. That that's an LA thirty-five. From Kells, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so peep these notes from Kells. It's super fucking close. 
So this is now. Wait, could I just really point something out that is only visual, but I can't not point out. Noah changed her background to like Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly kissing, but like the weird, like the zoom superimposing of the background was weird and it made it look like Megan Fox kept sticking her tongue in and out of MGK's mouth. It was really creepy for a few minutes there. All right. Just it looks to like that. Oh, it looks actually, like, to me, it looks like she's licking Noah. Now it <laughs> does. Know, like yeah. a certain person at a diff, at a club that used to come approach your neck and lick it. Oh, no. That we can't mention anymore. <laughs> she could lick my neck anytime. Sure. You write a review about it? <laughs> okay. So, so MG, here's MGK's email to Travis that Travis forwarded to Corey Taylor uh, and it goes, yo, Trav got super inspired again after listening to Corey's vocals on Can't Look Back, <laughs> added some guitars over his part. So it kicks you in the face right when his voice comes in. One, can you tell him he fucking killed it? And I'm stoked and honored. He's even honored. What the fuck? Two. I've been watching the news lately about the war and the state of everything. And it made me look at the song a different way. Like soldiers need a song to stay alive to a song to fight, to keep them going. I added a bridge that makes the last chorus pretty powerful. I think you and him will dig it. Three. This is from Travis or from this is from Kells. Kells. Okay. I sent Corey an idea for the second half of this verse, and he obviously can say fuck it, but would be sick to see if it inspired anything or if he could try it like that. Four, I laid a demo screamish type track under his first part of the verse that would be so dope to hear in his psychosocial voice, mind explosion emoji. So he's saying he wants uh, out, number five, Fuck yeah, tell him he rocks. Pray hands, pray hands. <laughs> Rob, so uh, just for just, clarification, can you read back the first bullet point there? Just so I could you tell him he no, 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 the, the way it says it on the page. Number one, can you oh, tell okay. him? <laughs> oh, I... oh, sorry, I had to do that joke. Um, uh, so I want to point out so Corey Taylor recorded this. Then he decided he wants to make the song more powerful for soldiers that need a song to stay alive to. In which war? Which war was he referring to? Spanish Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> also, this is January 2020. So what was going on in January 2020? What mm. war? I mean, Afghanistan, yeah. Iraq. Maybe he just finished watching Lego Star Wars or something. <laughs> it's probably closer to the truth. I feel like he would watch drugs. that. Uh, so I don't know, though. Also, though, to then uh, send a I, I'm not sure how common this is, but when you like Corey Taylor is like an elder to MGK in a sense. He's and he's ta wait. So. Hold on. And, so so he MGK sent that directly to Corey or did he send it to Travis and Travis forwarded it to Cal to Corey? The, the latter Travis forwarded it. Uh, what an idiot. And so it seems weird to me to add. It seems like a little like like a faux pas to ask someone 
to sing a guest spot on your song exactly like they do on their main gig. That's like a, its own thing. You know, mm-hmm. that felt like a little weird to me. And what obviously, you, what, when was that? Did I miss that? What do you mean? He said, I, okay, so number four, I laid a demo screamish type track under his first part of the verse that would be dope to hear in his psychosocial voice. Psychosocial is a Slipknot song. Oh, okay. So he's saying he wants him to record the, he wants him to record the vocal line that MGK sang in the demo, mm-hmm. but sing it as his voice in an album that he made a decade ago. Is that Isn't... the only song he'd ever used that voice in? Yeah, that's, uh, that's just the general Corey Taylor voice, you know. I don't know. Well, either way, Corey Taylor responded, Hey, man, sorry I missed your call, by the way, last night. I'm on dad hours. Ha <laughs> ha. So I listened to the ideas, and to be honest, I don't think I'm the right guy for the track. Nothing nothing personal. I just think if this is what MGK is looking for, someone else is the guy to do it. It's all good. And I'm stoked for him. I go. I hope you guys find the right fit for it. Hope you understand. And I wish you guys the best with it. If I can help in any way, let me know all the best CT. And then his iPhone signature is sent with the devil's whisper. (laughs) You lost me there. I thought that was very kind and, Wholesome, uh, polite response. Honest. It, hmm. But that's like, isn't that a little two faced if that was his response on email? And then in an interview, he shit talks the guy. I was thinking that as well. I could see how a year later having this feeling. But what if. In the interim, he heard MGK shitting on Corey Taylor. Right. But did MGK shit on him? Not publicly, interim? but, you know, maybe right. like amongst their peers and stuff. Mm. Do we know who ended up doing the guest vocals on that track? Did anyone? I'm not. I don't even know. Let's see if this is an actual song. Oh, it is a song. Uh, But it does not look like there are any guest spots. No. So Corey Taylor should be flattered. He was unreplaceable. They couldn't. They just were like, well, we can't have anyone else guest. It was either Corey or nothing. So that's that. That's the the drama. And here we are. Are are we all better for it now that we now that we're all? I mean, up? you are. I mean, I am. Yes. There's been good traffic. People actually curious about this drama, but I don't know. I think that like Travis Barker kind of played a huge part in like fanning the the flames between the two of them. He. I, I just don't think it was good that he forwarded that email. It seemed like an email to him. And then he was supposed to take that feedback from Kells and say it in a better way to CT. I mean, that if he was like an experienced professional producer, that is what would have happened. But I guess he just was busy that day. And it's just like, I'm just going to forward this. I'll save. I know. I was thinking that too. I was thinking that too. uh, Noah and Sid in the sense of like, Man, how lazy of a producer is fucking Travis Barker that he can't even reword an email? Not like lazy. I, I think that's the, the that's too just, harsh of a term, but like I think he's shit. famous. Like I think like Travis Barker would be considered like talent. Kells would be considered talent, and CT would be considered talent. And I mean that as like a label, you know, like yeah, a, like a job. Not that they're actually talented. Don't worry, we didn't think you thought. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it's just like you can't have talent be the 
manager slash producer note giver. You know, he's yeah. he, he just can only think in one way. And he probably just didn't even want to deal with having to give CT those notes. Like he just was like, okay, here you go. And he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Meanwhile, if it was like Rick Rubin, he would have read that email and then just sent Corey Taylor, like three different books that when Corey Taylor read them, he would have somehow magically just come to the same conclusions that MGK (laughs) emailed in the first place, but felt like they were his ideas. Yeah. Just like, no, just for this, whatever. Well, if we could just put a bow on this, Rob, I wanted to give you some advice because I feel that metal injection would do a lot better if you stop covering Slipknot and you would just cover more uh, completely obscure suburban grindcore bands on Bandcamp uh, with eight listeners. I think I just think it's just something to think about. Yeah, it's something to think about. But I mean, that's where the Post Malone's and MGK's come from is bands like that. So. You might get in on the ground floor of something really big. Yeah, but then you have to stop. Once it becomes yeah. big, you have to stop covering it. Mm. Just to, if you want to have a successful business. <laughs> yeah, like once they've, they've graduated now to other blogs, like we don't have to cover them anymore. Right. right. Metal is not about popularity. Okay. That's just how it is. God. Get the point already. <laughs> not about hits. Business is not about getting hits, getting clicks. It's not what it's about. <laughs> you think yeah, TMZ an goes after clicks? Not <laughs> a clue. Libtard. <laughs> uh, in change of pace, we could, we could talk about something a little more lighthearted. That wasn't lighthearted. <laughs> that was very juicy. Yeah, it was almost like as that, juicy uh, as the kiss that's going on behind me. Mm. Nom, nom, that, nom. That uh, oh, Jew that I had up there before. Where is that? <laughs> Put that back up. Wait, where are the old Jews you have? Oh, old Jews. They're just like old Jews, but <laughs> a little less Jews. Well, I want to talk a little about drier. The former Daniel Bryan in WWE. Now going by his real name, oh, Brian yeah, yeah. Danielson. Uh, he was he's going to be making his AEW wrestling debut tomorrow in Queens. Oh, I saw that you went to a show. Oh yeah, that's my background. Went, oh, actually, yeah. Like we could talk about thanks, Duderino. Darren and I took a little road trip to Newark, New Jersey, to the Prudential Center to watch our first AEW show live, All Elite Wrestling. It was very fun. It was very and fun hanging out with also, for the night. Thank you. You too. And also my first uh, wrestling show since 2019. My wow. first show. Of, well, I've been to baseball games, but I think it was the first event that I did that was indoors since then. Mm-hmm. I had a little anxiety about it, but it turned out to be fine. You know, the concourse was very spaced out. Um, it's a good amount of more people than I expected were wearing masks, I would say having being at a wrestling show i did not expect that demographic to be particularly concerned with masking up but there was a good amount of people i I mean they would just wear like luchador masks they wouldn't wear face masks there was a guy with a luchador mask right near us with his whole nose and mouth out like everything else was covered (laughs) on his face but i had the whole nose and mouth out remember that guy yeah 
kept saying really inappropriate, not inappropriate, but like in that way, but inappropriate to what was going on. Chance. You're it was saying, funny to be like, oh, yeah, there's socially awkward people that come to wrestling <laughs> shows. I forgot about these socially awkward wrestling fans where it's like they try to make the show about them. Where, look, I mean, I get it. You could see me in the background of Sid, Sid's screen trying to make the show about me. But uh, no, I briefly got on TV. You could see it on, on my uh, social media. We know, yeah, because uh, you both- retweeted every single person who posted about it. I have to. Oh, you were so proud of yourself. I was more proud that people recognized me. Not that, like, I was like, wow, this person not only saw me, but they had to take a photo and tweet at me that they saw me. Like, that was what an honor. I have to say also that I'm in that shot. I don't know if you, not what Sid's still framed there, but I'm in the shot. Actually, you, could kind, was, you could kind of see the end of your mask here oh, in yeah. the lower. In the lower uh, 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 right-hand side, I guess. Yep, if that's you, it. If you follow the trail of uh, of the, you can see it. I was gonna say I like Rob uh, was to my right in the picture. He'd be to my left. My right. <laughs> he came across me to go to the aisle to be next to Cody to do his photo op. Did he push you out of the way? Come on, be honest. He about didn't push it. me. Was it aggressive. He didn't push me, but his like body language was the equivalent of pushing through. It's like during it the State like, of the Union speech when the president comes out and all the Congress people rush to the aisle so they could be in the shot. That's I didn't mind. I didn't necessarily want to be in the shot anyway. So I didn't. I'm just uh, saying it for the record. You're there for the love of the game. You're not about the clout. <laughs> I had a Rob great time. I, I just thought it would be hilarious to, to be. I, I was participating. Though. I do want to make it clear. I wasn't trying to make it about me. I was really the, the role of the fan. The fan who pulls his mask down for maximum recognition while on camera. Yes. (laughs) Cold out. There were plenty of people in the shot who had their masks off. All right, buddy. Leroy called you out and actually defended you. I want to say in our Discord uh, because Leroy called you out. No mask. You got no mask on there, Rob, buddy. You know. And I said, uh, I can confirm Rob had his mask on ninety nine point nine percent of the time. He only took it off for that melee that was happening so he could be on camera without a mask on. Exactly. Uh, And also in the restaurant because we were eating. That's the only time I saw you with your mask off. Oh, my God. There we go. (laughs) There I am. That's Cody Rhodes, I thought. No, right here. Oh, and and there's Darren (laughs) right next to me. Eclipsed by Rob. (laughs) There I am. There I am. What are you saying to him? Like, what are you yelling at him? Get him. Get him. (laughs) Yeah, get him. It's so insane that we just bought random seats and these guys just like start. It happened to go down that aisle to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Here's what happened behind the scenes that you didn't know about. Cody realized that a handsome man named Robert Pazboni was in the audience and he said, "Okay, we got to do something over there. I got to get closer to that guy. (laughs) believe it and by the way from that footage it really really looks like i'm totally wrong about how what percentage of people were wearing masks in that <laughs> maybe my recollection is awful maybe they all took their masks off like rob did at that instant to be seen on television and i really so thirsty yeah. i, I remember it able to breathe if they need a little bit of a break from that no i Put wasn't your mask on anyway what do you I, care I wasn't making oh, any judgments. i was just saying we i was just reporting on the amount of people wearing masks in the crowd yeah, all's well Literally. that ends well. We we didn't get any COVID. Maybe right. some other people I f- in our section. I feel great. <laughs> I'm glad that you went. It's awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. 
and uh, I'm gonna go tomorrow as well. Yeah, I wish I couldn't go to that. I wish that's they're doing a pay per view like this show. While it was fantastic, it was more of a setup show. And next week they're doing like a pay per view worthy card on just free television. It's like Clash of the Champions in that WA. And it's gonna be with um, Daniel Bryan like premiering on AEW. His first match. He's yes, been in the ring and like something. cutting promos and stuff and doing angles, nice. but he's never, he hasn't had a match yet. And he got to go back to his actual name. Yep. Well, he oh, had shit. to, I think I, even if he did wanted to take okay. Danny Bryan, which I don't think he did, he couldn't have anyway. And so he's been, so Brian Danielson, he's doing press because of the show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is perhaps uh, famously a vegan he initially started a vegan diet uh i think for health reasons because there was something in uh meat that like some enzyme or something that was negatively affecting him and he had to stop eating it but then his body recovered from that and he could eat meat again but ultimately decided to stay vegan for environmental reasons uh which i respect and he like grows his own vegetables and stuff yeah yeah, he's very uh, he's very of the earth. I respect that immensely because I wish I could do it, and I'm a weakling. I can't yeah. do it. I want to stop eating meat, and I just I'm too addicted to it. That's I've cut good. out beef. I've cut out red meat. I limited. I'm limited to like. Wait, wait, wait! You cut out beef. We just had a steaming plate of beef earlier in the show, Darren. Well, pictures of beef are okay. Oh, okay. I don't go in my body. I'm not eating those. I think I could eat a picture of beef anyway if I wanted to. <laughs> if you- It'll stay in your colon as long as red meat would. (laughs) But yeah, chicken, duck, turkey, and I had ostrich the other day. Goat? Goat is red meat also. Mm -hmm. Still, I can't even go. Goat's my number one favorite meat. Where did you have ostrich? They had it in the supermarket and in Stop and Shop. Wow. Yeah. I had it before a long ago. and it's Johnny Rockets? It's weird. It tastes like beef. It tastes like beef and it's poultry. It tastes exactly like it's a great beef substitute if you don't want to eat beef. Mm. Is it, it looks, red or? It's reddish. It's not quite as red as beef, but it's way redder than, than but poultry. It's a bird. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but it's great. Makes great burgers. Consistency of a beef burger. And they had it long ago. I had it years and years ago. Never saw it again. I would always look in the meat. A little part of me is like, they're going to have ostrich this time. They didn't have it. They finally had it. Made some delicious ostrich burgers. Nice. Highly recommended if you're in the audience listening. So Brian Danielson talking about uh, being a vegan in a recent interview. And he says, as I tend towards a vegan diet, and people say all sorts of things about a vegan diet, I find it really fascinating. Nobody really brings this up. If you eat an apple, people say, oh, you kill plants. No. I don't really kill plants. When I eat an apple, the tree doesn't die. Essentially, I'm eating the tree's sperm. I'm eating the sperm. It's tree semen. That's how they reproduce other trees. Most fruit are semen. Real fruit are semen because they contain the seed inside of them. In theory, that has to be planted into the ground for another tree to grow. I mean, he's not wrong, but, you know, the the thing people, I guess, object to about drinking or eating semen is not that it's a reproductive organ. It's just that it's slimy, I think. 
people who do object to it. I'm apples sure we people. were talking about? Hmm? Well, both for me. I don't like, like apples, Sid. I don't like the nipples. I it's like not like you said apples. I don't like the nipples. <laughs> no, those I love. <laughs> do you like green ones now? You like the sour ones? Yeah, I only eat uh, Granny Smith. She's hey. the tastiest. That used to be me, but I, I have a recommendation. If you like apples, but you only like the green ones and you ostrich want to get testicles. Ha <laughs> ha! Never tried that. <laughs> uh, honey crisp apples are red apples that are out of this world. Delicious. Fantastic. Uh, I By the really way, like red delicious good. apples, trash. Don't eat those. False Granny advertising? Smith. Granny Smith, yes, very false. Granny Smith, tr- straight up trash. Awful. No flavor. I really like uh, yellow delicious apples. Yeah, those are good. Golden delicious. Golden delicious. I call them. Uh, yeah. yeah, they've been called uh, both. But uh, Honeycrisp, I used to love Honeycrisp. I cannot eat them anymore. I have like a, I've developed an allergy to certain types of apples. Whoa. What happens? Too much uh, semen? I just like my, <laughs> my throat just gets very, very scratchy and it's, wow. just, it's not comfortable. Um, so Weird. yeah, I can't really have them anymore. Sad. I found a picture of uh, ostrich burgers. I'll share it on my, as my background, and you can describe it for our audio listeners if you want. Okay, looks it like a burger patty. Like a, yeah, it looks kind of more like a like a buffalo uh, patty. Game. Yeah. Yeah, like patty. <laughs> you know, I should have had that queued up when I was <laughs> getting pictures of patties, but come on. <laughs> And you just treat it like a regular burger. You put like no, the regular condiments. Is there anything unique? You do no, this it up. I made it exactly as my my burger recipe when I use beef, and it came out just perfect. Regular you, burger recipe or the tushy burgers? <laughs> tushy burgers are hot dogs. I'm glad you remember <laughs> that. Tushy burgers are hot dogs split in half, put on a bun, and served as a as a hamburger. Okay. I have okay. no idea why I called them tushy burgers. I think it's because when you lay the hot dogs split in half like that, it sort of looks like a butt crack. That mm. might have. That seems tushy. logical, but I can't vouch for that's how I came up with it in my child mind. I'm not sure. <laughs> I started making tushy burgers maybe when I was seven. Wow. It might be too logical for for reality. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I thought about it that deeply. <laughs> I just said this is a tushy burger, and that might be just be it. Sounds good to me. But yeah, definitely try ostrich burgers or ostrich steak. It's fucking great. I can't. I like ostrich. I, I don't know if you remember when I went to that like zoo or whatever, and I saw ostrich in real life. They just yeah. look so stupid yeah. that well, I have no desire to eat them. You only want to eat smart animals. Is, yeah, I was gonna say. Doesn't that make you feel less poignant about eating the flesh of their body? Well, f- first of all, I don't eat any like exotic meats, and I really only eat meat when I crave it, cause it means that my body has some sort of deficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just like, I, I try not to think of the animal and the meat. Sure. Like it, it has to be two separate things. No, I agree meat. with that. That's a hundred percent valid. But what I'm saying is once it does trigger the connection in there, mm-hmm. you can justify it by saying this is a profoundly stupid and ugly animal. And therefore I feel much less emotion about stuffing it into my mouth. I Theoretically. I get over it easily. Like, you know, when I eat, when I eat a, a chicken, you know, I'm like, oh, chickens are cute, but you know what? I'm fucking hungry. Like it doesn't, yeah, it bothers sure. me for yeah. a second. And then I'm like, ah, I can't fight this. But ideally, like I've said many times, I would love if science could synthesize meat that tastes like fucking meat, which right now they absolutely cannot do. They have some that are less, that are more tolerable than others. Be 
why I just had like these like uh, vegan taquitos and was like supposed to be mock chicken, and it was very delicious. The only I think time all the spices. What is it exactly? Probably tofu. It's tofu. Mm. Uh, yeah, probably some like plant protein. I've never had one. I'm open to suggestions. Even if it's our audience wants to give me some, I'm happy to happy to try it. I'll report back. But I've never had one that didn't taste planty, and some of them taste planty and okay. You know what I mean? So I might eat yeah. them, but not not they don't work as a beef substitute or chicken substitute. They have in my experience, I've never had anything that would say, "All right, this is it. Now I'm eating this and not eating chicken anymore." And if they do, believe me, I'll be the first person to never eat meat again because I really yeah, don't want I, to eat meat. I also like where we like for the most part, if we can get there, there's a farmer's market and I buy like poultry and stuff from like a guy who grows it on like a cruelty free farm and stuff. And he's he's like, yeah, if you want to come to the farm and see and all that, you're you're welcome to come. So that makes me feel a little bit better. Not buying like mass produced right. meat that tortures that, animals. That is better. I mean, ultimately, you're still killing the animal to feed yourself, but. I think that's okay. I mean, like, I feel like it's survival. I, uh, so I I'm with you. Like for me, Noah, like my issue with eating meat now beyond the, you know, like, oh, I feel bad for the animal dying. My it's the uh, capitalist nature of how the meat is produced. It's like, what, what are the conditions in which this animal is slaughtered? What's actually in the meat? Like the mass production of meat is really makes me uncomfortable. Well, I'm and right. So I, I would be more more into doing like what you do now is go to like a you know a farm fresh where you know it's just farm. Yeah, to small table, business. Just, yeah, I'm on board with that. I think of the two choices, that's by far superior. Like to go to a, 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 a animal friendly quote unquote farm and make sure their practices are good. But I think it's sort of like a just a lesser of two evils thing, and it's much lesser. Sure. But I well, ultimately we should we shouldn't be eating meat. I'm I'm at the point now where. Even though I'm still doing it, I understand why we shouldn't be doing it. Just because. Why just, ultimately we shouldn't be eating meat, though? Like, what's. Uh, okay, it's, it's because it's ruining the environment. The amount of land needed to grow the crops, to feed cows, to. Uh, so that's a part of the industry that you don't agree with. Well, no, but even, even humanely raised cows. Uh, eat up an incredible amount of like natural resources. Yeah, it's required. Yeah, they require a lot of natural resources to grow them to then kill for us to eat, you know, so it's just not I don't think it's sustainable in the sense of like, it, we're going to run out very soon. There's also there's more. I mean, what are there? Eight billion people on the planet now. There's like way more people than when like like nature was in balance, you know, millions of years ago when this system first started taking shape. And it doesn't, it's not just like Rob says, not sustainable anymore. It's just evolved to the point where it's, yeah, and I don't think it's give COVID a couple more years. We might, we might find that balance again. You give COVID to the cows. It's not just the meat, (laughs) it's it's dairy. Dairy is the second largest contributor to like carbon emissions behind, behind uh, beef. So, which that blew my mind because it was like, I was like, oh, well, you know, I could still have like cookies and what I was like, no, you can't even have milk. Damn it. Dairy is cruel because you're essentially like forcing a female cow to create milk that doesn't go to her children. And then we drink it, which I don't drink milk. I'm trying not to eat cheese or anything, but I don't know. We're really not supposed to drink milk. That's not from human teat. You know, it's like, uh. 
Right. And not also, good for and, you, really. And then if I could, to elaborate on my, like, capitalism thing, it's now, like, mass, like, we shouldn't have this much cheese, access to this much cheese and ice cream and Fuck all you. of this stuff. We should all do what Daniel Branson is doing and just grow our own shit. Daniel Branson. Like, You'll pry that cheese from my cold, dead hands, <laughs> which will probably happen soon because of how much cheese I eat. Yeah, all the <laughs> cholesterol <laughs> from the cheese. I, I put cheese on everything. I mean, I've been eating very good for a while. Like, overall, I have my lapses, but cheese is one thing I just don't, you know, I don't fuck with. That's in my diet. I can't remove it. What cheeses? I, what, what cheeses are we like? I'm, what I'm cheeses do American I mean? kick. Any I cheese to, he please. I go to Pastosa and I get me some of that fresh mozzarella. Mm. Yeah. That's, oh that's my gosh. Pastosa is the old school, old school Italian like salamaria and, and uh, meat store and cheese store. And I like uh, Gouda. I like me some Gouda. Oh, Edom. Brie. Brie. Not the biggest fan of brie, but if mm. it's like a component, brie is a special something. occasion thing for me. Or if it's like a cheese plate, I might eat brie with yeah. some crackers. You know, I don't really, I don't know. It, it's not bad. I'm okay with brie. Oh, Manchego. Yarlsberg is too pungent. I'm not a big fan of Yarlsberg, but uh, Manchego, that's another big one. That's a very nice, sweet cheese with a little tang to it. Whenever, whenever I hear Yarlsberg now, I just think of that time we had Axel Rosenberg on the show and he described some metal singer's vocals as Yarls. <laughs> and it just, I can't even take the cheese seriously anymore. It just makes me laugh. Axel Yarlsenberg. <laughs> now more, I want some cheese now. Yeah. A hanker for a hunk of cheese. Can we play that <laughs> without getting copyrighted? That's such an old it, thing. Eh, probably. I have to assume. It's probably on YouTube. Rob, you know what I'm talking about? No, send me the a little cartoon. Just, no, I'm, cu- right. I'm curious now. Uh, what's your so what's your diet? So are you, are you like kind of on a not strict vegan diet? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, You said no. you don't eat cheese and you don't eat meat unless you have a cream. I eat, I have cream cheese because it's like a staple for my bagel, but I don't drink milk. I haven't drank cow's milk in a very long, like I just, I thought of it just makes me cringe. <laughs> uh, I really like oat milk. That's That's been like the best substitute for cow's milk. Uh, but I, I have started to eat meat again. Uh, a while ago when I was training jujitsu all the time and I don't know how skinny I got, but I just needed more nourishment and I was just like craving it. So um, I'll, I'll eat like fish, chicken, uh, whenever I, I do eat red meat, which is only to satiate a craving, I feel sick afterwards. So I try not to eat red meat. You know, w- once I stopped eating uh, red meat consistently, uh, I've definitely noticed that as well. Just the 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 meat high after, or the meat hangover after. I can just after. feel it in my colon. It's like a stone. Also, yes. you like feeling things in your colon, Noah? Not not from that direction. Not from like <laughs> top down. I like it from down up. Entrance uh, only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta say when I since I cut out meat uh, I'm I'm like waiting for my birthday to have like a big meat blowout mm. I'm gonna just try to do a, a like a big like a barbecue you know place or a, maybe like a nice steakhouse yeah just maybe a binge. Brazilian steakhouse yeah yeah though, though I've been to like the fancy one in Midtown or like the most famous one in Midtown yeah and it was sort of like 
it felt like going it, like the Brazilian steakhouse version of like a Penn Station Wendy's. Like it felt very skanky. Yeah. We got to go to Chow. Yes. Yes. We got to go to oh, Club really? A. I don't know. Club it just A felt over, It felt a little over fast and overwhelming for me. I didn't feel it like it was a Wendy's. Well, like a but that's sort of like the general vibe of the Brazilian steakhouse experience. But I don't yeah. know. It just like the place okay. just felt like the bad parts of Midtown Manhattan. We went to Fogo de Chao and when we went to Nam in Los Angeles. That was good. We did? Yeah. I went to one in Puerto Rico. It was amazing. Oh. I think oh, it's probably Chow? just the location. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uncle Gana in the chat writes, Sid is ready to be the mozzarella road warrior in the future apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Yeah. If cheese was like the commodity that we all had to fight for, I would. Yeah. I'd be on the vehicle on the, in the desert. What's your favorite cheese, Sid? I guess it has to be mozzarella because it's the most like it's just used in the most different things. But I like I love brie. I'm good. I'm down with Swiss, like a good ham and Swiss sandwich. Hold on. Omelet. So you like utility for your for your cheese? I mean, flavor. No, I like both all of it. But mozzarella, I feel, is more prevalent in things I eat than other cheeses. Provolone. Of course. So you, nothing goes on a burger except American cheese for me. No cheddar, nothing, no, no bullshit, straight up American cheese. I could do multiple like cheeses on a burger, but like a bacon, egg, Monster. and cheese, that has to be American cheese. Mm-hmm. American cheese, underrated. I'll tell you another underrated cheese is Velveeta. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of food snobs. They don't, well, it's good. I don't care. A lot of food yeah, snobs sure. like to turn their nose up at Velveeta. That's just, you put that in a classy dish as the cheese. And it's just the perfect. Some things you just make that like a chicken casserole or something just goes perfectly with a, with a Velveeta. What about a pepper jack? Also That's great. Good. Yeah. Sandwich. Good for sandwiches. Pepper yep. jack. A little tang enough to put any like goopy sauce on there or anything like that. A quesadilla. Quesadilla. I would, you know what? I'd go with um, queso blanco. From the, that's a brand Oh. Uh, from the bodega for like a quesadilla. You put that white. It's just white cheese, white uh, bodega cheese. That's really good for quesadillas. Yeah. I'm going to have a quesadilla after the show. Yeah. yeah. From where? You making one or are you going to go get one? No, no. There's like a small spot that's like 10 minutes away from us. I, f- I forget the name. It's like this little tiny place and it's great. You get there's like this, a $6 quesadilla. There's this uh, taco truck that's like a mile from me. That's just quesadilla that I've never had such a good quesadilla in my life. It's unreal. It's like an orgasm. Fantastic. I'm having tortas for dinner. Mm. Homemade? No, ordering as well from the best Mexican place in, in the ridge. Give him a plug. El Taqueria El Puente. I don't know that one. It's very good. Very close to my apartment also. Very excited to have it so close. Well, Sid, when you have your quesadilla, you should know that Rotted Through has released their debut album, The Depths. Perhaps you could listen to it. It's available on all major platforms and at rottedthrough.com. The Depths is a dark net inspired horror show that gets deliberately heavier the deeper you descend. Peer into the dark web and check out their concept video for the single To Stretch to Tear on YouTube or on rottedthrough.com. Also, you can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at rottedthrough. Because I don't know. Not of the spot, right? I just wanted to say that it, I think it was Tear again. Right? Yeah, this happened last week. Yeah. What did I say? 
tear. To tear. To stretch to, to stretch tear. to tear. Do it again. To Take stretch two. to tear on YouTube or run it through. I didn't want to call you out. I just, uh, you know, they they might. Did the did the rep give you shit last week for doing it? No. Oh, so then. Good people. No harm, no foul. All right, I won't, I won't mention it again. Sorry. <laughs> also, I want to mention our resident MGK expert, Voodoo Chaos, has a little more uh, input here. He says that uh, Eminem's daughter was underage when MGK said he wanted to date her. Really? And then he notes that the time of the emails when we were asking like what war was going on voodoo chaos says that's when trump bombed the iranian general in iraq Mm. so he was assuming there would be a war coming it was not an actual war that he was talking about he's like let's time the release of this album for when we fully go to war with iraq and then i could say the thing about making this the soundtrack for the soldiers and maybe we'll get some more mainstream and country radio play as well but wait, I which of Eminem's daughters was he talking about? Because Haley, the one that he mentions in all his albums, is like 26. Mm-hmm. So this was I don't like think MGK daughter. was famous oh. enough to. Hmm. What? Eminem that, has more has than more? one. Yeah. So we're sure he was talking about the underage one. All right. Weird. Well, Eminem has a three children. I didn't know this. Are they all uh, the other two come after Haley, right? Is he is he married? Oh, one of them is an adopted child. Oh, I see. I don't think he's married. Mm. So you still have a chance, Noah. Uh, you and Eminem, you can make that dream happen. No, would you fuck Eminem? There was never a dream, and the answer is no. How about Yokozuna? <laughs> what? what is that? I don't know. What does he have to do with anything? That's what we dead? used to do. We used to he do actually... the, the wrestling. Uh, oh, right, right. I would, I would go on a date with him. Yeah, he, seems, he seemed like a nice guy. He knows where all the good sushi places are. Mm-hmm. That's right. But isn't he dead? Isn't Yokozuna dead? Yes, he is. Yeah. Had many years ago. Probably 10 years ago by now, I would say. Off the top of my head. Off the top. So rope. he basically adopted uh, Kim, you know, his first daughter's mother. Uh, Kim's sister's daughter he adopted. Oh, wow. Uh, and then he adopted the child that Kim had between the two marriages she had to Eminem. Wow. Uh, so how, did she lose custody or something? I think no. she passed away recently, didn't she? From Kim? like a drug overdose. Did she? Oh, no. You might want to fact check me, but she was I think I, I remember seeing. Uh... She's been having an issue with drugs. That that stuns me. <laughs> she was She's, hospitalized for a suicide attempt. She oh, seems oh, like oh, such sorry. a t- together individual, you know. So. I mean, well, she was probably depressed because Eminem took away all her fucking kids. All the kids in her family belong to Eminem. No, now. No, 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 no. He adopted. She's still the mother of that child, but he's the fa- adopted father. So wait, are they child? together still? I. I'm not. I I don't know if they're still together, but they did get back together. I don't. I see another headline brewing. (laughs) Well, maybe if Kim Mather says something about Slipknot, (laughs) then it would be worth writing about. Uh, I did tweet earlier today. uh, Where can uh, 
where where do metal bloggers send thank you flowers to mgk and Corey taylor for all this traffic that they're gifting us just send them to travis barker he'll forward them to both <laughs> <laughs> well Corey taylor's wife alicia who follows me oh responded, no dm incoming <laughs> and I'm oh, did, still did she actually give you an address no. <laughs> that would be amazing if she was like, no, you're actually going to send us flowers now. Thank you. Sure, I would. She should just order flowers and then invoice you on Venmo. <laughs> yeah. That way you don't have That's to fine. find out her address. What kind of flowers would you send Corey Taylor? Maybe like black roses. Black roses. Venus flytrap. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be better. That, uh, I send. I'd send him a small apple tree and just be like, "Eat the eat the semen." Oh, inappropriate. Do we want to get to Mel from Chicago's fantastic email? That's right. Let's do that. As we wind it down. So, of course, you could send us an uh, email if something show-related happens to you, or if you have a comment on the show, we'd love to hear from you. Hate mail at metalinjection.net. That's the email address. You could send an email or do what Mel did, which is email us a voice memo, and then, uh, then we could play that. So here is... So let me just... Oh, I thought there was like... video. There was, but I think it's better if we play the voicemail first for context. So Megadeth is currently on tour with Lamb of God, Trivium, and Hatebreed. So I'm assuming Mel went to one of those shows. (laughs) Robert. Rob, if you're playing it, we can't hear yeah. it. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I didn't know if he was, that was his like waiting for the audio to load face or his we're yeah. listening to this, aren't we face? Oh, I thought he was just trying to look pretty. Well, All right, here we go. He doesn't have to try. Hey, guys, it's Mel from Chicago. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I just wanted to call in and let you guys know that I saw Megadeth a couple weeks ago. Um, I didn't go to see Megadeth. I went to see Lamb of God, Hatebreed, and Trivium, and Megadeth just happened to be there. And, uh, I don't know if you guys have talked about this on the show before, but I was completely unaware and taken by surprise with Dave Mustaine's giant bald spot. Like, it, I, I was shocked. Like his hair looked good, it was flowy, it was beautiful, and then he turned around and it was like a landing pad. It was like a beacon of light that every light in that amphitheater just bounced off of. And I was like, dude, like at that point, you just shave your head. But I feel like a lot of Dave Mustaine's ego is attached to his hair, so he would never do that. But I just couldn't believe it. Um, it was also one of the most awkward concert experiences I've had. Um, no, I won't say the most awkward because I've seen a mirror before, but like, so (laughs) they play the first song and then Dave walks off stage and the rest of the band walks off stage and there's just silence. And I'm like, okay, what's happening? 
Dave walks back out on stage and he goes, something's going on with Kiko, I'll be right back. And he like walks away and then they're gone and gone and there's silence and it's awkward. And then they come back and they play another song. And then Dave walks off again and the rest of the band walks away. And then Dave walks back, the rest of the band is still gone. And he's like saying like, he said something really weird. It was like, uh, I was just thinking about something me and some of my old road guys used to talk about, but I can't tell you that. And then he laughs to himself and then he goes, I'll be right back. And he walks away and like then everyone comes back and everything's normal. But it, that was literally like the first like 20 to 30 minutes of the show. And Jesus it was really Christ. weird. And I still don't know what was going on. Uh, but Megadeth as a band is fucking fantastic. Minus Dave Mustaine. Like his vocals like were not good. Um, I attached a video where you can see the Shining Beacon bald spot, but also you can hear, like, in the video, he didn't sound that bad. I listened back to it, and usually, like, it's worse in a video, but it sounded better. But, like, in the amphitheater, you could tell they had his vocals cranked, and he was just really, really quiet. Like, I don't know if the throat cancer got to him, or he's, like, throat guy now, but, uh, yeah, it was just, like, he didn't sound good at all. But the band is fucking fantastic. Kiko is one of the best live guitar players I've ever seen. And also, uh, I didn't know who he was at the time because I've never been that huge of a Megadeth fan, but apparently they got their old bassist back. And I was like, who is this icky pop looking motherfucker? And I Googled him and apparently it's their old bassist. So that was cool. Um, maybe he's not like someone as dick with an iPhone. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it, it was overall it was a good show, and I was thoroughly entertained by the awkwardness and uncomfortable feeling that Dave Mustaine left me with. But yeah, I just thought I would share my Megadeth experience with you guys. Uh, hope you guys are good. Looking forward to hearing the show this week, and uh, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Well, you will hear yourself on it. Yeah. Tremendous yeah, contribution. Here is the video attachment. Oh, do we get to see the helipad on his head? The landing spot? Allegedly. I haven't seen this. I heard the voicemail. It really does sound good. I mean, this is a cell phone in the audience recording a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good too. Oh, you can see it. Oh, come on. That is nothing. I have that. Yeah, I can't. I I feel out of place criticizing anyone else's bald spot. Dave Mustaine could live another 30 years and still have more hair than me. So I also want to say, like, I'm not in the business of, like, being thoughtful and kind to Dave Mustaine, but I will say. I mean, he's like what, 57, 60? Like, uh, 60. He just turned he's sick. Yeah. barely got any. I mean, he's got a huge mane of hair. I mean, that's. Yeah. I'm sure the bolts are. Hey, he's had a, he has a receding hairline up front, too. We've seen it in his uh, That's what happens. But, but yeah, no. Uh, ultimately, his hair is great. I want to be clear. There's plenty of things to pick on there. <laughs>
I'll leave him alone. For that. Although I do appreciate the thought now. Yes. And this guy does definitely look like Iggy Pop. Yeah. Oh, I think Sid froze. The bassist. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Yeah. You were gonna say he looks like Iggy Pop, right? Yeah, like a thicker, thicker Iggy Pop. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a little big there. Trying to grade on a curve for a sixty-year-old. You know what I think makes it weird? The bald spot is that it's up front. It's like in, just in the front, and it, does, it seems like he has a thick head of hair towards the back. It's no, little... I think when he turns around, you see it too. I didn't. I uh, maybe I didn't catch it. I don't know. I don't see any bald spot. Like you know how like we have the lo- like the part, and it goes all the way back. I have the same thing where it looks like a lightning bolt in the back. <laughs> like if you have your hair a certain way. Like when my hair is uh, oily, it doesn't look good at all. It, it looks probably like what he, he just needs to wash his hair. No, maybe you're the Flash. <laughs> like a symbol, genetic symbol. <laughs> it's been on the back of my head this whole time. I I never saw it and didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can like run Harry at Potter. hypersonic speed. Oh, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. right. Even better. I'm digging this, though. Yeah. They do sound really good. This is a great video. Thank you, Mel. I love this solo. watching. <laughs> I know, we're just watching. Well, we're not going to get copyright stricken for this, at least. Unless Mel brings a, a suit against us. Oh, no. Why would you do that, Mel? Ah, there it there, is. Here, yeah, there you see a little, that's a like, little thinned thing. patch in the back. But, I mean, he at 60, yeah, that's like, I can't that's fault awesome. the man. A thin patch head. is what Rob also had in high school. Oh. Of what? Taint? Here, oh, a thin patch of, of like a beard. Thin patch on his chin, a chin patch. A soul patch is called, I think. Soul patch. Soul patch. People all over the world. <laughs> soul is, patch. Is there like a a facial hair trend that you regret doing? Oh. Like you wish that it, it never happened? Uh, yes, my entire life since I had facial hair until about three years ago. <laughs> I, I remember you I look, used to make your beard really, really thin. That one like was not so made. bad. I'll, I'll say. I feel like yeah, that was fine. the one thing I was okay. Like the, I had a, like sort of a tasteful chin strap. But there was <laughs> that's a, the episode title. <laughs> that's there, it. There was other times I look back at myself and I just, I just have it. Just my whole mouth just looks like a pussy. It's just, <laughs> it's just a goatee with no like side face. It's just a mess. It's a mess. If you see old pictures. Uh, Were you able to brush the top mustache into the beard under your your bottom lip? Well, a lot of the time I didn't even have a mustache. I just had the goatee part with no mustache, which looks fucking horrible. That's so bad. And I I hate all three of you for not telling me how shitty that looked. (laughs) I don't really. I'm kidding. Not your place to have to do you with that. I need to look in a mirror. I don't really blame you for that. I'm just joking. But you don't remember that? It's like every look at any picture. Like even look through our old live cast pictures on Facebook. I like I I just remember you with the thin beard and like occasionally like a goatee or something, but it was always like very like thin. I think once I got married, I got better uh 
better at looking in the mirror. It wasn't even from her. I think I just absorbed good, you know, better style and mm-hmm. did, did, and self-corrected. She would never tell me this looks like shit. That looks like shit. It's just, it was just, I picked it up and learned what looked better. Well, next time you look like shit, Darren, I will be the first one to tell you. It, I'm <laughs> sure it'll happen very soon. What about you, Aaron, Ron? You look like shit now. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're looking at Dave Mustaine is behind me. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Rob, was there like a facial hair uh, phase that you had that you didn't, you wish didn't exist? <laughs> Rob? Um, I'm trying to think. He's but... trying to think which one of the many he should talk about. He's trying to think and also wiggling his tongue for people who can't see. <laughs> that was very weird. I think it was no, I don't, I, I, don't regret, I don't regret anything. Wow. Why? What, what, what should I regret, Sid? How dare you? I don't, there was like big sideburns situations. No, I was in like the early BCR days. Nope. I was very proud of those. Very proud I could grow those. I thought that just the, uh, just the soul patch when you had that was not a, a good look for you. Uh, not that it's a bad Did thing. Did I do that? Know. Yeah, I think we just saw a video. Maybe it was you interviewing uh, yes. the guy in the Axel? bathroom. Was it? I think That's it was the, the guy darkest in the hour. I was going to say when no, you I were had, at the... I had the... I had the whole goatee. I had the, the oh. bottom, too. Was Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was one of the old metal injection videos we watched when we did the Patreon episode. Now, all, other than that, I think you have actually very creative and unique facial hair. That's positive throughout your life. That was the only one that stood out to me. I thought maybe it was not. I never like anyone with just a soul patch, like Draymond. It looks just <laughs> so, so silly. He's just trying to attract attention to his piercing over there. I think generally, Rob, facial hair or anything else, you're very, you're like really like a style icon. I think you. You're very beautiful. I think you're good at that. I'm not even joking. I'm not kissing your ass. I'm being totally sincere. It's a sincere compliment. I think you are. You have your own look, and you own it. And it's it's like honestly inspiring. Like you know, it's hard for people to do that. It's got that pop filter hair. Yes. What about you, Sid? I mean, I, I always remember you with the same facial hair. Well, I might not have known you yet when I had my most regrettable, and it wasn't following a trend. It was trying to create one because I already this was in my late teens, and already the hairline was sort of receding, so I couldn't do anything interesting with the hair on my head. So I was like, what can, can I do something interesting with my facial hair? And so what I did was I grew like the chin beard and I shaved the middle of it. So I had like two puffs. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I'll be the guy at all the punk shows with the weird chin puffs. Everybody will know me. That's like the Minoru Suzuki, but a beard. <laughs> <laughs> it was so better like a road warrior hawk. Oh, chin yeah. Puffs, except on my chin. Chin puff and, sounds like a Pokemon or the chin puff. It did not look that cute at all. It was not, not Pokemon level. Like Lady of Rage with the Afro Wait, puff. Yeah, exactly. They were neither rough nor stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was regrettable. That was, no, that any was uh, regrettable facial hair for you? <laughs> I think just whenever I had bangs. Your that's boy kind bangs? of facial hair, isn't it? I can't your boy bang. I can't remember you having bangs. Maybe I'm just Yeah, I had like two phases of bangs. One with blonde hair and then one with black hair. I just wish I didn't. And brown hair, I guess. 
guess I had bangs a couple of times. Didn't get the message. Might come back again. You never know. No. <laughs> I don't have enough hair in the front to do proper like thick bangs. Can you get like a merkin? A bangs merkin? <gasps> Just pin it on to the front? Is it going to be an actual merkin <laughs> or like a simulating a merkin? I mean, that's up to her. Oh, man. I, rem- I think it was you, me, and Rob went to see... Um, I can't think of the who was the comedian. Oh, Rob, Bob Schimmel. We went to see him. I think it was the three of us, and he did a whole no bit about. Yeah, I, I was not there. Oh, okay. He did a whole like twenty-minute bit about having cancer, and like having his pubic hair fall out because of chemo, and shopping for a merkin. And it sounds <laughs> Why like why would he need to bother? It just sounds like the something I'd never want to listen to, and he had me rolling on the floor with that shit. He was great. That is so good. Mine didn't fully fall out. They thinned out enough where it looked like I groom. Oh. So I was like, oh, this is great. If only it could stay like this. You had chemo? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I yeah. Thought, wow. I thought they just took the tumor out. The second time. Oh. But the first time I had chemo, I had radiation. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Oh, Sid. I think the chin puffs were gone by then, though. It was right after the chin puffs. Your second uh, thing was uh, like, I discovered it, right? I was like, hey, Sid, what's that on your back? Right. Was was that? No, because it was like on on the bottom of my butt cheek. (laughs) Hey, Sid, what's that on the bottom of your butt cheek? (laughs) You discovered it. Who are you? Who are you remembering wrong that you were looking at their butt cheek and uh, saw a tumor? (laughs) Are you thinking of your third butt cheek? In all fairness, Sid did like to lay on their couch, you know, like on his belly with his butt up like a cherub. Oh, such a tease. Such a little coquettish tease. Flirt. Flirt. (laughs) Butt tumor flirt. All right. Uh, Can we make that the episode title? Uh, (laughs) Another one's better. Let's talk about the Metal Injection Livecast music break every week. We each pick a song it's nice and we add it to our spotify playlist which we're calling the metal injection livecast music break we don't play the songs on the show anymore because we don't want those copyright strikes uh but we do want to tell you about what the uh, some music that we're enjoying so i will go first this week i picked uh holiday by turnstile turnstile is a very hyped hardcore band that I really enjoy that uh, I think are going to be very, very big and they're already getting bigger and bigger. And this song is very catchy and it's been stuck in my head all week. So that's, that's my pick. Darren, what did you pick? I picked uh, represent by Nas in his first album, 1994, Illmatic. Uh, so I was in a little old school hip hop kind of mood and uh, yeah, it takes you back. I was 20 years old, deep cut. You know, I don't. I don't really like playing the the big like hits on these on this endeavor. I always like trying to pick something people haven't heard. You know, Illmatic is almost thirty years old. That's crazy. God, ninety four. That was a real innovative out. Like you know, I know it seems like there's a lot of stuff that sounds like that now, or that sort of imitated that sound. But that yeah. was like a real kind of blended that like boom bap type of shit with sort of lyrics that sound uh, like current you know they don't sound dated at all i would say 
Maybe some of the references are dated, but like the style, you know, you listen to a lot of 94 rappers and it's like very much of that time, you know, I think he kind of eclipsed that. For sure. Agreed. Sid? I picked the song London Loves by Blur. I was on a road trip this weekend and we were listening to Park Life. Such a fucking great album. And that's one of my favorite songs. But I don't think it was a single. I really got uh, back into Gorillaz uh, this also past great. spring. I should probably dive back into Blur. Yes. I picked a band called Orbit Culture that I just found out about, a Swedish band. I thought I'd, I knew them all, but I guess I didn't. <laughs> uh, so for so, so some good uh, Swedish death metal. Better or worse than cancel culture? Who? Cancel culture? Like the cancel culture? Yeah. yeah is orbit culture better or worse than cancel oh, culture? Oh, duh. Obviously better than. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Unless we're talking about MGK, then he can be canceled. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Not for culture war things, just because he sucks. Yeah. No, he just <laughs> gave Rob like his next lunch, you know? Well, like, yeah. And then now his, his job here is done. Yes, exactly. He could leave this earth. You never know. You think there's more lunches in there, Noah? I think I think there's a couple more. Fair enough. All right. Just wait for that DM. Mm. I'll discuss uh, with the feminist board and see if we can delay belay the canceling. <laughs> I'll convene with them once we're done with the show. Nice. The feminazi board, I should say. Yes. Okay, I am going to the USA Gymnastics, which is for some reason in Tucson. Mm-hmm. You're going to, cool. as a spectator or are you going to be yes. their new team doctor? Oh, oh my I, God. I thought you were going to go on. qualified to be a doctor. To like to, to do the pommel horse or something. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to go watch them. Simone Biles is like 15 minutes away from me. What? You mean her house? No, her, her. I need to go see her. Oh, I see. I thought you meant she lives there. What are they doing? Didn't the Olympics just end? They're they? performing. So There's I was just support. relax. Isn't there a whole season of like gymnastics events and they just the Olympics is the World Series of it? Yeah, I yeah. figure it like builds up to it, but they get like a few months off after the previous one. Ends. Is this a competition or an exhibition? I think it's an ex. I mean, I, I, I have no idea how the Olympics work and all and how gymnastics works. I just want to go see them perform. Mm, that's cool. You'll have to. And I got back. tickets. Do you think. Um, like gymnastics classes are in your future now that you're inspired by this? <laughs> no. Well, you do have Romanian blood. It's the gymnastics culture over there. Yeah. Do you the next? You could be Noah Comaneci. Mm. I know where to not, like, what to not do. <laughs> I won't be good at. So Ma- I'll just Ma- go and spectate. Mary do the floor Squirtin. exercise. <laughs> 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 Say that one more time without me talking over you. Mary Lou Squirtin. I don't know. I felt like <laughs> kind of felt like I should retract it. I, I love that would, movie. No one would get mad at me. <laughs> I was kind of glad you talked over it. it I'm sorry. Out. That's okay. But then you made me say it. So you're culpable too now. No, you're, it's funny. Okay, good. I don't want to get canceled. I'll call the feminist board on you. <laughs> oh, damn it. Tables turned. I feel that's okay because you introduced the squirting thing to the show, so it's not like I'm calling you out or anything. Yeah. 
right. Okay, but I have to go. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, oh, to get out of here. I do want to talk about the top live cast fans of the week. We love all of our live cast stars and our top live cast fans. You love us just a little more because you, you throw in a little more on our Patreon. Uh, for $10 a month, you get all the $5 tier stuff, which, as I mentioned, uh, two episodes a month, two bonus episodes a month, video versions of the show. And if uh, you get a little shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. I have an idea, Rob. Can I share it with you? Please. I would say you and I should take turns reading two or three of these names at a time as MGK uh, dunking on Corey Taylor and then throwing in a candy reference at the end. <laughs> right. I, you, go, you go first. I will go first. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Eric, Benjamin, and El Duterino, you're just a bunch of 50-year-olds, and uh, I could really go for a hundred grand bar right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Dan, uh, Croc Destroyer, Sam I Am, I guess I don't want to wear a mask, but I'm going to eat a whatchamacallit right now. Anybody with me? (laughs) You know, Mindy Mayer's Keeper, Janda, and especially Shishor Shishushits. Uh, what are you? You're from Iowa? What the hell? Who lives in Iowa? That doesn't make any sense. It's just like a box on the map. No one actually lives there. It's like corn and stuff. Oh, also Tic Tacs. <laughs> Somebody do something with Stone Sour and Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. I think uh, you just did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to. Did you say Sister Sussets? Yes, yes. That was my last one. Yo, Crustacean Sensation, aka Godstopper, you, Dallas, and Rob Vampiro, why don't you suck this? And hey, anybody want to get an O. Henry ball? (laughs) (laughs) Do do, uh, uh, whatchamacallit. He did. I did. I did watch him a call. Where did you leave off? Dallas? What was the next one? I think he did uh, Rob a Vampire. Rob okay. a Vampire. So Hugo likes tacos. Landa Danks. LaCroix. Why be dissing my boy uh, Kells and Travis Barker? I totally talk like this in my regular life. Also, Zagnuts. <laughs> 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 now, listen up. Doug Pigman, if that's your real name, Scooby-Doo182, Douglas, who are you, Levison? And hey, guys, it's Josh. Why don't you shut the hell up, take off those masks, and come meet me and have a Mr. Goodball. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Those are our top live cast fans of the week. Thank you for tuning in. Have yourself a Cadbury cream egg if you want it. Hmm, uh, are they our sponsor? Uh, use promo code LiveCast to get a free Charleston chew. Uh, nope. And uh, no, that's not true. That's anti-Semitic. Uh, thank you for t- <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, chew. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. We're out of here. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye.